Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. A texture at 412-928-9370. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Makes a really good point, Doran. What if Mike Tomlin does not have a contract beyond next year because he's already told the Steelers organization, hey, I might be stepping down at some point. I might be taking some time off. I hadn't considered that. I don't think that's likely, but I hadn't thought of it from that viewpoint. Hmm. Maybe. Hey, let's go year to year. That's what happened with Kevin Colbert Kevin at Colbert, the end. And he's gone. Mm-hmm. They were kind of linked. Yeah. Maybe give me one more year. That's a good theory. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened, but that is a good theory. I can't dismiss it out of hand. We'll get to that again a little bit later on in the show. Right now, we're joined by Brad Spielberger, our buddy from Pro Football Focus on the Fan Hotline, which is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh Trusted Plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Good morning, Brad. We got playoff football to talk about. Let's go. We got playoff football, baby. I I doubted them, and here we are. Yeah, we all doubted them, and I think it was fair that we all doubted them. And we'll get into the matchup with the Steelers and the Bills in a moment, but if you were casting a defensive player of the year vote, who would you vote for, Brad? Yeah, trying to get me just some enemies right out of the gate. I mean, look, TJ is definitely in the conversation. Um, You know, the the stats do matter. Uh, You know, so once you get up to 19, you get into that, like, 17-plus sack range. It really uh, is hard to deny. You know, I think Micah Parsons in the conversation, obviously Miles Garrett as well is me just dancing around the question. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I would say those three are the top three for me, and I think that I wouldn't object to any vote for any of those three players. You know, I personally, I guess I have to stick with the PFF data and all that. You know, Miles Garrett, for us, is the top edge rusher, uh, so I'll, I'll go with Miles Garrett. But but honestly, um, you know, look, TJ does a very specific thing, as good as anyone does a specific thing in the NFL, and then Micah has this added value that, He can play off-ball linebacker. He can play on the inside. He can do everything. So they're all very different, too. But, yeah, I'll uh, I'll stick with Miles Garrett. Well, Brad, I think we can agree that T.J. Watt is one of the best players in the NFL, defensive players in the NFL, but he's not going to be there this coming weekend for the Steelers when they take on Buffalo and Orchard Park. 
Um, can this Steelers defense, knowing that Josh Allen has had an up and down year, he's had two offensive coordinators. Sometimes he looks like, you know, he, he doesn't know how to throw a football. He gets antsy. And other times he looks like a superhero. Um, can this Steelers defense without TJ Watt slow down Josh Allen to potentially win this football game? I really was going to come on here with a TJ Watt playing and, and talk about the possibility of there being a chance because, to me, Spencer Brown, the right tackle for the Bills, is the weak link of that offensive line. Um, he's also a guy specifically that loses to good bend, uh, you know, around the corner. Uh, you know, he's a taller guy, he's like six foot eight, uh, and he loses to, to exactly what TJ Watt does so so often. So I was going to say, hey, if we get a you know three stack force fumble, maybe tip pass interception type of game from TJ Watt, maybe that is the way you pull this thing off. Now that he's not there, it's not only you lose T.J. Watt specifically, but you just lose the gravity of what T.J. Watt brings to where you don't have to chip on him on you know half of dropbacks, which most teams are doing. So now you know your, your second tight end can release and run a route, or James Cook can release and run a route, or if you want to chip Highsmith or keep James Cook in to you know dive at Cam Hayward's legs, like it, it just makes your job so much easier. Um, and, and the Steelers deserve a ton of credit for, you know, this patchwork linebacker core, this patchwork safety core, um, you know, moving Patrick Peterson over, all the things they're doing uh, and, and still finding ways to limit, you know, offenses the last couple of weeks. But I, I promise I was going to talk about how it was possible with T.J. Watt. Without T.J. Watt, I, I just don't see how they pull it off. Can they hang in there without Watt? They can. So, so the pivot to Joe Brady, they, they've honestly become a team that likes to run the ball more on early downs and play a different style. And you mentioned, try to get Josh Allen to do a little bit less of the zany stuff. And, you know, in some ways, obviously, they've won football games, but it also, you know, their offense has not been as efficient. They haven't been scoring as much, but they've had, you know, longer, slower drives and less of the explosives. Okay, Davis might not play in this game who's obviously their big, you know, 20 yards per reception downfield target. Um, so, so there are kind of ways you can, you can talk about, it. hey, keep it ugly, keep it low scoring. I, I just – I think come playoff time in this particular matchup, I, I just don't love it. Can the Steelers run the ball against Buffalo? What's their path to success on the offensive side? That's probably how I would look at it. Yeah, you, you, you do need to establish a run against this team, and I think they will certainly look to – uh, do so, you know, and I think particularly up the middle as well, which is where you know they've been they've been so successful right now with these north to south inside zone gas team runs, you know, trap and and wham and all these things they're doing um, on the interior is how I would beat Buffalo as well. Ed Oliver has taken a step this year, um, but still more of an interior pass rusher type. That's a good run defender, uh, but I think a guy you can move off the spot with some combo blocks and, and double teams and things of that nature. Um, and the rest of their interior is kind of a question mark. Uh, so I think that is a pretty good, you know, matchup for, for, for Pittsburgh and, and needs to happen. But it gets to the point of, you know, if Buffalo does score a couple a couple touchdowns early, can you afford to be, you know, methodical and running the football a ton? Uh, but, yeah, long answer short, that that is the path. Um, is just grind out 10-play, 75-yard, you know, seven-minute drives. Um, that, that, that's the recipe. Let's say, uh, okay, let's take the playoff game. Let's take Sunday out of it. And let's, okay, let's just say that Mason has a decent game. He doesn't turn the ball over. The Steelers end up losing by seven points, and Mason throws for 200-some yards and maybe a touchdown. But as we sit right now, Brad, what's Mason Rudolph's market like for next year for the offseason? As we sit right now. 
Yeah, I, I think what he really did for himself is probably boost his stock from being a number two, a number three quarterback to maybe being someone's backup. I'm not trying to be like d- diminish what he's done or, or be disrespectful to the guy, but there's inherently signal in where you start on a depth chart, especially when this isn't a guy that the Steelers, you know, signed this offseason and brought in and didn't know what he was. He's been there for his entire NFL career. They used what a top 100 draft pick on him, um, you know, and. And they've known the whole time. So he has been good, but he has severe physical limitations from a you know move, uh, evading pressure standpoint. He hasn't faced much since he's been playing. But yeah, no, I, I think now he can go to market and say, look, I have good arm strength, I have good field vision, I can be that serviceable backup. You know, that just comes in, gets the ball to playmakers in space, and doesn't turn the ball over. All these things. I should be a QB two somewhere. Um, you know, making three, four, five million instead of you know two million, but like he he's not getting a, ch- a chance to start in, in the NFL in 2024. Brad Spielberger, PFF, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. When Josh Allen has those oh my gosh games in the bad way, what do defenses do to put him in a place where he's making mistakes? Yeah, the funny thing is, I I really am not even sure it's so much what defenses are doing as you know he just. Well, I guess it is. So inherently, initially, it's sitting back in too high coverage and taking away a lot of the explosives throughout the entire game and saying, Josh, we dare you to throw it underneath 10 times in a row. I honestly think it's why they draft a guy like Dalton Kincaid, and you did see in that last game. Like, we dare you to not take a shot and to be patient and to just sit there and take seven-yard gains over and over and over again because he just has this kind of internal desire to uncork a ball 70 yards or to take off and scramble and do something crazy. So that's the first thing. But I really think, secondly, it's just him just kind of like getting impatient, knowing that he has probably the best arm in football uh, and, and can make like a, a throws that a lot of guys can't. Um, but it doesn't mean you should, right? And, and it just puts the ball in harm's way. But I will say, this past game, for example, and I think there's a lot of this in Josh Allen's film from this year specifically, the second interception he threw was a good it was a good play. It was fourth and two. Yeah. He actually gained 15 yards for the team by throwing. Like, and, and this isn't making an excuse or saying he doesn't have an, a turnover problem. He does. But like there are, there are a lot of those type of turnovers. And the big thing for me is he had the lowest pressure to sack rate in the NFL. We, we need to get to a point in covering football and talking about football where we look at sacks taken by quarterbacks in a similar vein to their turnovers. Was he up there in interceptions again this year? Yes. He was the best quarterback in the NFL at not taking negative yard sacks. It matters almost as much. Um, and we just don't really talk about it enough with respect to quarterback play. Brad, this was wonderful. We'll talk to you next week after the Steelers upset the Bills, okay? There we go. Beautiful. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks, Brad. That's Brad Spielberger of PFF. Uh, really good stuff there. A texter just chimes in. Brad finds a way to poo all over the Steelers every week in the nicest way possible. <laughs> he is always. I don't want to, you know, say anything disrespectful about this guy, but that's because he's he's moving here. He's he's very smart guy. He's mm-hmm. a lawyer and Vanderbilt. Know, he, he knows how to use his words right because he's going to be a resident here in Pittsburgh. He better watch. He don't want people picketing out outside of his house yes. whenever he arrives. Yes. All right. So he says he would not give T.J. Watt the Defensive Player of the Year award. We're going to talk about why TJ deserves it coming up next. And then also the Steelers have a TJ Watt. They also have an anti-TJ Watt on their team. I just found this little number today, Doran. Oh, you're furrowing your brow. That means it's a good tease. We'll tell you what that means coming up next. 
In the interim, you can get after us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And you can also vote on our Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick Home Improvement, TrustPJ.com. Do you think the Steelers are going to get blown out in this game against Buffalo? Right now, though, it's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Mike Tomlin will speak to the media today at noon. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan, followed by Cook and Joe's live reaction. Steelers, Bills, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Headlines are probably Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com. We love Brad Spielberger. It's why we have him on weekly. His analysis is wonderful. But he he took the party line there, saying that he'd vote, if he had one, for Miles Garrett to win the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year award, citing things such as pass rush win rate. Here's the counting stats, just real quick for the people. Doran, I'm sure everyone's got it seared into their brain, but if you don't, here's the facts. Here's the numbers. T.J. Watt has 68 tackles. Miles Garrett, 42. Tackles for loss, Watt more, 19, Garrett has 17. Sacks, Watt for the third time in four years leads the league with 19. Miles Garrett, 14. Here's another number for you. Miles Garrett has one sack the last six games. One in six games. Forced fumbles, tied at four. Fumble recoveries, three for Watt, one for Garrett. Some look at that as luck, but I look at that to bolster my argument. Interceptions, TJ Watt, one. Miles Garrett, zero. Passes defended. T.J. Watt, 8. Miles Garrett, 3. Quarterback hits. Hmm. 36 for T.J. Watt. Miles Garrett, 30. Touchdowns. Watt, 1. Garrett, 0. Yet, Miles Garrett, minus 200, the favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. T.J. Watt, 2nd, plus 210. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Better team. I, I guess that's dumb, I'm though. just saying I'm not, I'm not agreeing with it at all. Steelers didn't saying. make the playoffs last year. Uh, T.J. Watt didn't win it last year because right. he was hurt. My bad. Year before they make the playoffs, they're 9-7-1. He sets the all-time sack record. Okay, I guess that's going to give it to you by default. Year before that also leads the league in sacks. But the Steelers didn't exactly light the world on fire, uh, certainly down the stretch. I, I don't think it's a team award. It shouldn't be a team award. I agree. In fact, if your defense is good around the guy, that would only serve to help him, right? I, the counting stats have to matter. Sacks matter. Tackles matter. Forced fumbles matter. Interceptions matter. He does more because you move, you do move miles around, but TJ's going to drop into coverage from time to time. He changed the LA game with an interception. An interception. Miles Garrett could never, would never. I, it drives me up a wall that the national narrative has fallen in love with Miles Garrett because he's a fun story. And you're right, the Browns are a fun story. Look at what they're doing with Joe Flacco. Everyone loves the underdog Browns. Ain't done junk in the league for 20 years. We all love the Browns. We're kind of tired of T.J. Watt. You know, it should not be, I don't think, a lifetime achievement award. Miles Garrett's been a great player for a long time. Now he's having his best year. Oh, you got to give it to him because he's been knocking on the door for so long. Give it to the best player. T.J. Watt's the better player. The better player. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I guess I'm preaching to the choir here. Why am I getting so animated? I agree. I don't. I don't see why either. I mean, may, uh, the, the only fact that I could say pass rush win rate I could say is that he he does it in a in different spots. He does. He does it in different spots. Okay, then give the award to Schwartz. <laughs> right. And give Jim Schwartz the award. Fan morning shows brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing, and uh, you can voice your displeasure with Brad Spielberger at four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. The fan text line, which is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm. 
where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Now watch how I'm going to do this. I'm going to poo-poo all the PFF numbers, Doran, in regards to the T.J. Watt-Miles Garrett argument, but now I'm going to reference PFF when tearing down another person. Steelers have T.J. Watt on their team. They also have the anti-T.J. Watt. Dan Moore Jr.'s pass rush grade, pass blocking grade, excuse me, the worst of any tackle in the National Football League. Oh, my God. Bad. I knew he was bad. The eye test tells you he's bad. But he's the worst in the league? Mm Mm-hmm. Man, you can't. You can't. I know Chooks offended everybody, right, and got benched. Broderick Jones should have been the Steelers' left tackle from the start of the season, and Chooks Okorafor should have remained the Steelers' right tackle. That they keep throwing this guy out there week in and week out is baffling to me. And we saw him get burned on three consecutive plays in this Baltimore game, and each of those plays resulted in turnover-worthy plays from Mason Rudolph. That's like the... They've had some blind spots this year. Mason Rudolph being the biggest one. He should have been playing instead of at least Mitch Trubisky. Their next biggest blind spot is just continuing to roll Dan Moore Jr. out there and just expect, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It's it's demoralizing, too, whenever you have your offensive line unit playing pretty well and you're the weakest link. Well, I guess you could make an argument for Mason Cole, but Dan Moore is probably the weakest link, and that's very you know demoralizing whenever you go in there and it's like, okay, we are playing at a high level, but <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm the reason why we're not playing the best. I'd imagine his run blocking grade's good. Like last year it was, and they found a lot of success running the football. But I called it before it happened in that I said Mason Rudolph, the way he's so stoic in the pocket, he is begging to get strip sacked. Well, when your blind side is protected by a pylon and not that cute little one that was the mascot of the college football playoff. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Oh, they had a guy dressed up in orange. He was Pete the Pylon or something. Yeah, you That's who that. your left tackle is. I love college football. Yeah. Pete the Pylon standing there at your left tackle. You're just begging for in a game like this in Buffalo in the snow where it's going to be tough to hold on to the football. You're asking for it again. You're asking for it again, Doran Dickerson. Guy stinks. No offense. Hey, I think he could be a six tackle in the league for a long time, Dan Moore Jr. But if he's one of your two starters, you got problems. They got problems. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, a brief pause from football. But just brief, just a brief little pause. Penguins with a massive win last night, I thought, against the Philadelphia Flyers. They now pulled themselves even with Philadelphia. They are tied for the final wild card spot, also tied for the final division playoff berth. So the Penguins trending in the right direction, bounce back from that game against Buffalo. We'll talk to Tyler Kennedy about all that coming up next. But first, an Austin Beck told fan headline. Pens won it 4-1. Alex Nedeljkovic, 36 saves for the Pens in net. Ricard Raquel scored his fifth of the year. Eric Carlson, his seventh. Chad Ruedel marked his first goal of the year. Evgeny Malkin scored his 15th. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I just saw the weirdest TV advertisement of all time, and it was pimping a website, and then I went on the website. I'll give you my findings in the next segment after we talk to Tyler Kennedy. It's very odd. That's, that's how I'll leave it. It's very odd. We'll talk about it coming up in about 12 minutes. Right now, we are joined by Stanley Cup champion Tyler Kennedy. The Penguins victorious last night over the Philadelphia Flyers, 4-1. to one. Malkin with a beauty of an assist on the power play, also had a goal himself. It was a nice bounce-back performance for the Pens. How you doing, TK? I'm doing good, boys. I'm kind of rattled about this weather, but uh, it was a big win last night against Philadelphia. It you know, was I don't know if huge. A better feeling. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, when Pittsburgh wins in Philadelphia as a player, as a fan, it just it's just awesome. I just love it, just because... The hatred for Philadelphia is still there for my playing days. Well, what do you what do you think? What have your personal experiences been like against a guy like John Tortorella? Because it, it, there's more of a respect, I feel like, kind of between the two franchises now because of the relationship of Sully and Torts. You have any personal run-ins with that guy? I have not. Like I remember the one I I kind of started to hate Tortorella because. He would always match me up when he was in New York. He'd always match me up against Sean Avery. And I hated, no matter where I went in the line, if I was on first line, Avery would be on first line. If I was on the fourth, Avery. And I was like, what a dick. Like, I hate this. Like, try to get me away from I knew when we were. Dick Tarnstrom. Yep. Yeah. Every time I was, literally, every time I was playing i knew i was gonna have to fight avery or get in his face or you know it was just gonna be a long night for me did avery affect uh, the way that you played tk like whenever you were out there against him were you cognizant of of him being out there and it changed the way you played it all uh it it didn't help my sleep the night before but (laughs) um I, I don't know if it changed the way I played. I just think you're more on your tippy toes. You know, like, again, you knew something was going to happen. It was just, like, a matter of when, which kind of sucked. But I also thought it went both ways. Like, I, it wasn't like he always started. I started it, too, sometimes. And, you know, 
either to get my team in the game or get his team in the game. So it was just a little bit more of a get ready. We're going to go. It's going to be an interesting game. And, and I don't think it affected my game. It was just more of being aware on the ice when he was there. TK, Sid's obviously playing at a high level. Uh, just incredible what he's been doing this year. And, you know, at the end of the year, you hope to see him win uh, the trophy. But um, whenever you're, you're, you spent your time with him, and say Sidney Crosby was fired up, and say that you, you, he needed to light a spark and he needed to take over, what would he say? What would he do? Would he challenge you, know, you guys? Would he challenge his teammates? Would he say anything? Would he do a certain thing that you knew? It's like, oh, man, we better match his intensity. We better match his uh, – his his playing level. Did he ever say anything or or challenge you guys whenever it was time to challenge? Like Sid wasn't that vocal in the room, especially at the beginning. He didn't say much. You know, like when we needed him to say something, he said something. But he was a guy that always led by example. And when when Sid started to get in scruffles and started to you know take a penalty here or two, you knew it was time to wake up and get going because that's how he kind of sent his message by his actions, again, getting in scruffles, you know, a little stuff after the whistle, especially against Philadelphia. We've had some great battles. He's had some great battles. And it was just him getting a little bit more physical in the game, getting a little bit more yappy on the ice. You knew when he started getting, you know, physically engaged, yapping at the other team, it was going to be, it was time to saddle up. Let's go, boys. This is going to be a good one. The Penguins are 20-15-4 right now. We're in January, in the beginning of January. In your opinion as a, as a former player, when is the perfect time to peak as an NHL team? Well, I, like, I think that when you get after the trade deadline, that's when you start putting the blocks together and really start trying to get into what you guys are more of. This is what we need to do to win consistently. You kind of... At that time, at the trade deadline, is really when you really buckle down and find your team, find your game. That's that's the time, you know. But for the Penguins, it might have to happen a little bit earlier because they got to get into a playoff spot first. Yeah, I've kind of sensed that they've played with more desperation in their game. I don't think they were bad against Buffalo the other night, TK. I, I thought you know they peppered the goaltender with shots. I thought they played in the offensive zone a lot. Uh, but they lost the game ultimately, and so I thought you saw a different fire out of them early in the game against Philadelphia. It became a special teams game in that first period, but I thought they jumped out of that place or jumped into that place ready to go, and I thought Philadelphia had a tough time matching their intensity. Yeah, and when you t- when you hear Tortorella talk after the game, he was talking about how they were hemmed in. You know, they couldn't get their game going, and I just think the Penguins are on their toes. They knew you know, that game meant a lot to them. That meant a lot more to the Penguins than Philadelphia. And it showed with the play, they're winning 50-50 battles. I think when the Penguins score in the first five minutes, especially on the power play, it gives gives them that extra bit of confidence. They get their stars going. And when I think of the Penguins, for them to be successful, and it's kind of changed since like 16 and 17. And 16 and 17, they didn't have to play A-plus to win games they can play a minus and still get away with playing goal playing you know getting wins out of game just because they had so much firepower now they need to play a plus just to get wins you know and if they don't you know you don't know it's like a 50 50 game for them you know but um right now they are trending I, i love their last 10 games except the last you know two games ago against buff and 
the the game before, but um, I do think they're trending in the right direction. I'm excited for them. I still think they got to keep pushing and keep finding that consistency on the you know on the power play, scoring goals, playing good defense, because this is this is where you make playoffs in the next month or two. TK, this was wonderful, man. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. That uh, that John Tortorella, a real Dick Tarnstrom yeah. <laughs> for throwing Sean Avery out there against him every time. I wanted to get TK's thoughts on uh, if he thinks the Steelers are going to win. I want to try to move TK. I've been thinking because we're, we're going to be coming out of Steelers season and we'll get heavier into the Penguin stuff. And I want to spend more than like seven, eight minutes with him. I want him to come in. Yeah, I do too. I think we'd have. I think it would be incrinculent hockey talk. Mm-hmm. Speaking of incrinculent, you got to stick around for the rest of the show because there were two Cook and Joe moments yesterday that I found very uncomfortable slash laugh out loud funny, which we'll get to. But up next, the weirdest TV commercial I ever saw, and it got me to go to a website. I'm not proud of this, but I did it anyway. And, Doran, you had a viral take last year before the Steelers played the Bills. Wonder if you've changed your mind on that or not. We'll get to that coming up next as well. It's the Fan Morning Show, and now an Austin Beck told Fan Headline. Mike Tomlin will speak to the media today at noon. You can hear it right here on 93.7 The Fan. Pitt basketball tonight at 9 o'clock against Duke. Our coverage begins at 8.30, and you can hear it on your Odyssey app. Headlines are probably Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. All right, so you had a hot take that ticked off a lot of Buffalonians, went national last year, went viral last year, Doran. We'll get to that take in a moment. We have the TVs on in the studio. We got ESPN on in here. Got to have Get Up on, right, so we can make fun of what they're talking about. Commercial. Find out if you're going to heaven or not. I've seen the same commercial before, mm-hmm. and it freaks me out every time it comes on. It oh, freaked yeah. me out. Heavenornot.net is the website. Not sure I'm supposed to push that out there, but it's a commercial, right? And so I went to the website. I want to find out if I going to heaven or not. That's what they say. You find out on this website if you're going to heaven or not. A bunch of Bible verses. I read through it. I think I'm screwed, but that's a... That should be the most popular website in the entire world if they really have the answer. Well, you, you didn't find the answer? I did. I think I'm screwed. But They gave you the answer after like you went to the website? I read through it, and what does that mean? I was able to infer that I'm probably not holy enough to make it into heaven. Oh, there's like a checklist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not going to that. Ofer! <laughs> oh, I'll see you. I'll see you there. I'll see you. Yeah, I, I was like Jose Hernandez after the Aramis Ramirez trade, just 0 for 5. Yeah. As, I'm out. I'm not doing I'd that. make it up there, St. Peter. Hey, oh, Crowley, we've been waiting for you. Uh, here's the elevator, big guy. <laughs> That's what yeah. would happen. Heavenornot.net. I, what a claim. What a claim, though. Come see our website. We'll tell you whether or not you're making it upstairs. No chance they have, no, they have it right. Uh, who kn- Flawless formula. Uh, they must have the formula. Now, your take, Doran. Uh-oh. Last year before the Steelers got their butts whipped by the Bills, Kenny Pickett's first ever career road start, you said Pittsburgh wings are every bit as good, if not better, than Buffalo chicken wings. Do you stand by your take? 1,000%. 1,000%. They're the same thing. Now, Buffalo wings up in Buffalo, they may be a little bit bigger, but that's about it. How are they bigger? They got bigger chickens up there? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that they're very similar to the wings that are in Pittsburgh. I mean, what are you going to do? Do they have special flavors up there? 
All you have to do is fry the wings a certain way. <laughs> make the them crispy. Way, make them crispy. And then toss them in a certain sauce. I've had good barbecue in Texas. I had good barbecue in North and South Carolina. I had the best barbecue of my life at a place that serves brisket in Morgantown for a tailgate this last year. You can get good you, food we, we, anywhere. We, we, we walked past that place. We walked past yes. it. Yeah. You can get great barbecue elsewhere. You can get great seafood, different places. You can get great chicken wings outside of Buffalo. No doubt about that. I, yeah, like I could see if, like, if, if, let's say. Overrated during our Seattle. Buffalo wings in so Buffalo. If this, if this was a conversation two weeks ago, does Seattle or Pittsburgh have better seafood? Seattle has better seafood than Pittsburgh because they're right on the water, mm. you know, close to the water. They have better seafood in Seattle than Pittsburgh. I can give Seattle that. But, but their Starbucks are the same as ours. We're talking yep. about chicken chicken wings here. Well, they're maybe the their same. chickens are different. They're not. It's we, three hours away. You know, we got we got to send Donnie out there, do a little recon. We need Donnie football. He's already done the wing tour in Pittsburgh. Just send him up there, hit the big places, Anchor Bar, whatever the other places are. I just don't understand how they can. You be tell that me for better. I've 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 been to five, I've been to six different establishments during my time in Buffalo that were so called the best establishments that sell wings in Buffalo. They better than Archie's? No, 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 no. They're not. They're not. And they don't have the Paul's Ice Grilled Cheese Cheeseburger or Grilled Cheese Sandwich, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm having more trouble saying it than Zeiss does. <laughs> I. I'm with you, man. Because here's the other thing you get with Buffalonians, right? Well, the Anchor Bar's the best, or this place the best. Oh, that place is overrated. Duffs. Duffs. Oh, no, Anchor Bar's way better. No, Duffs is way better. The same thing. They all argue about which is better, leading you to believe you can't prop up one of yours and say, oh, this is the the defining chicken wing place. If you can't even agree amongst yourselves, I think you're right on this. Yes. And I think we got to send Donnie Football to Buffalo to do a little... Do a little test. We should do, Don, what was it, winging it with Donnie football? Mm-hmm. We should do winging it with Donnie football. He should hit Duffs. He should hit Anchor Bar. He should hit some other local place and just let us know if they really do have it better than Pittsburgh. Somebody just texted and said, Dorn, that's like saying that anyone could put fries on a sandwich. Right. Yeah, they, anybody, they can. They can. The best, No, and this is, no, if I love Permanis. Love Permanis. I really do. But, again, there's a place in Morgantown called the uh, Rusted Musket because, of course, it was called that. That they had a sandwich with fries on it that I would put right up there with Permanis. It ain't special. You find, I mean, it's great. I love it. It's a Pittsburgh thing. You can find good sandwiches elsewhere. What are we doing here, Buffalo? I hope this goes viral. We'll I mean, break, can, we'll break them from the inside. It, 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 can somebody tell me why and what's so different about Buffalo Wings and Pittsburgh Wings? Yes, 412-928-9370. What's so special about Buffalo Chicken Wings? No, seriously, like in Buffalo. What's so special? 412-928-9370. Donnie's always listening to the show. If he's out there listening right now, he's been to Buffalo and tried their wings, I want to hear from Donnie. But coming up next, we didn't really do this yesterday, Dorn. Like, we had Kaboli in here. I felt like we had a million different things going on at once yesterday. We Every topic felt like it was topic A and that we also weren't paying attention to it all at the same time. The show moved really fast. Where do Steelers fans come down on this game? Like, do you think that the Steelers can actually win this game? Pony says he's okay if the Steelers get blown out because they don't have T.J. Watt. The Vegas line is the Steelers right now are a 10-point dog. Everyone thinks the Steelers are going to get blown out. But what about right here in Pittsburgh? Do you think the Steelers 
are going to lose this game? Do you think the Steelers are going to get blown out? How do you think this thing looks? It's Tuesday. We'll do it again at the end of the week. But how are you feeling about Steelers-Bills right now? 412-928-9370. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Route 19 and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Uh, we'll take your calls coming up next. And Fan Weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy 2024 with great incentives. Uh, it starts off with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Two-hour delays abound. It is nasty out there on the fan. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 